Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. The dawn of civilization. Primitive. Dangerous. Exciting. Wet. And sloppy. Now, millions of years later, we can all look back and laugh. Ringo Starr, <sighs> Barbara Bach, Caveman, rated PG. See Caveman starting Friday at a theater near you. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. forgot to mute their mic <laughs> was that me yeah that was so you oh what was that what what did you hear just <clears throat> i thought i was i thought i was <laughs> muted no it only happens you... twice and it's only audio i can't remove as well uh, so you can <laughs> replace for... it can't you? you can replace it can't you since we're not doing video listen no, we're we're doing video. We're we're live stream went through. Why didn't you tell me? I, I, oh, right. Okay then. I didn't know. You're not, know on, you're not on screen doing it, so. Oh, all right. That's better. Sorry. Well, still, I didn't realize that. But uh, yeah, no, it's audio. I can I mean, I could overlay something over your your voice, such as <laughs> whatever I'm playing, but that's too much fucking work, and there's just no way I'm doing that. So it's I'm sorry. There was confusion with the whole live stream not working, and then I forgot to remute it. That's okay. My apologies. That's Welcome right. everyone to to a botched episode of Movie Sucktastic. Uh, this is your botching host Scott. We're off to a great start. And and, and the annoyed one is Joey. No. <laughs> yeah. I I very rarely get annoyed at Scott. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lie. That's a that's a. Bad, bad lie. Give us our, give us our explicit rating. Go ahead, you can say it. That's a fucking lie. <laughs> it's, it's, it's you know what I wanted to say lie. too. He's like, why isn't he saying fuck? <laughs> what? It's unlike Scott not to say fuck at this stage. Why isn't Since he? Since when saying did we fuck? go fucking Disney? No, there is no Disney around. If there were, he'd be racist. Anyway, uh... <laughs> Anyway, well, anyway. This is episode number one hundred and uh, six. six. Yeah, I got it. Ha uh-huh. ha. You did. Uh, and isn't everyone just looking for Lunda? Everyone's just looking for Lunda. Lunda, and of course we're reviewing the the uh, nineteen eighty one Al- Ringo Star feature Caveman. Alunda. <laughs> yeah, uh, because Ringo Star apparently was such a huge megastar, he was able to get this greenlit somehow. How do you get a film like this greenlit? 
where you have there's only uh, one person that speaks English. <laughs> now, now I'll, I'll answer your question in general and say you get this greenlit by having um, having a low budget and coming out the same year as a serious caveman film, Quest for Fire. Uh, okay. So you easily get this greenlit because you, you're getting your promotions being done for you by the major mainstream picture. And then this one rides on the coattails for people like, oh, get see, that's a funny version of the thing we don't want to watch. Now, <laughs> uh, but you are correct. I'm, I'm watching this and I'm thinking, you know, uh, remember the outroar when Brotherhood of the Wolf came out? Yeah, because, because it's subtitled. Because the trailers didn't say, didn't like explicitly say it was French. It just had like in really small captions their French title under Brotherhood of the Wolf. And the first 10 minutes of the film are like no dialogue. So there were people that went to the theater, and if you were in sitting in the theater 10 minutes in when that first subtitle hit the screen, you heard at least three people go, What the fuck? <laughs> so. But you know, uh, not to get off Caveman, but that first 10 minutes of the film are so fucking good. Sure. It had, I mean, I would think your, your average moviegoer might not have minded. Just the mm -hmm. fight scene alone in the rain. That rain fight scene is so good. But there's it, it, it got a lot of notoriety for being that film that people got suckered into because they didn't realize it was subtitled. Right. And uh, also look at like the films uh, where they keep putting narration or voiceover on them, or they have to have. I mean, for example, I was just watching Night of the Night of the Comet the other night, and that's oh. got to be one of the worst opening narrations ever. That's pretty bad. It doesn't even need it either. It's like there's nothing in that narration that isn't explained in the first ten minutes of the film. <laughs> there's not nothing, no insight whatsoever that couldn't be casually gleaned from the opening of the movie. And, and the guy sounds even worse than the than the opening guy from uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, these Earthlings and... don't realize. <laughs> and that's coming to Blu-ray soon from uh, a new DVD. Well, they're not new, but they've been around for a couple of years. Called Shout Factory. Who Scott and I have fallen in love with because they are releasing a lot of the movies that we loved growing up on Blu-ray. Movies like They Live, Crime Wave is coming out soon. I think it's coming out sometime this month or next month. Uh, they're doing. They just can't did Terror Vision. Can't believe know? they're doing Crime. Yeah, I mean, now I, yeah. they've been on my radar for a couple years now because they took over from Rhino. I think it was. Was it and, Rhino? Uh, and took over to Mystery Science Theater 3000 box sets. That's right. They have and, those. And in the past, the previous box sets, I mean, the boxes were nice, but the DVD presentations were crap. There was no, no special features. If there were, it were really lame ones. And it was just, it just did, felt it, it, like there was no passion to it. They were just cranking them out. They handed over to Shout, and Shout just took off with it and just made each box set like a special present in itself they've already had three special editions i think wow and you know it, when you see things like that you can tell who are the fans and who who aren't whereas you said rhino they were just pushing them out whereas you got somebody from shout they're they're fans so they're putting a lot of love they're they're, they're saying i'm gonna put this compilation together this box set together like i would want to see it so it, it's very cool Although, you know, there are stipulations in certain areas like that. They live box art. Uh -huh. Blu-ray is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Well, I can. I mean, I can almost forgive that when you look at some of the stuff. I mean, you're. I'm just glancing now since we're talking about it at their upcoming list. They've got the Howling Collector's the Howling. Edition coming out. Night of the Comet is a is a coming soon. Um, Captain America. The, the 1994. One. Yeah, Roger Corman, Captain America. Yeah, I mean, they're special DVD special, Police Story 1 and 2 on Blu-ray, double feature. Oh, Captain America was in 94. What was that, 90? It was somewhere in the 90s. It was definitely 90s. It was like 90, it was before. It was crap. It was 90 yeah. shit. Nin I think it was 1991. Rolling I Thunder? I mean, like, half the stuff they're re-releasing, I like, have in my collection right now. It's just awesome. Well, a while ago, you had emailed me and said, listen, th these are some films that I think we want to review down the line. And, and Rolling Thunder was one of them, I think. Looking back, I think this Shout Factory is releasing, I think you, you gave me a list of four or five. I think Shout mm -hmm. Factory has three of them coming out on Blu-ray. 
Yeah, it, they're they're like just they're just the, if you're looking for that the really like obscure '80s stuff and just those like cult classics that no one else. Terror Vision. Who da, you couldn't even get Terror Vision on regular DVD, and now it's coming out on. Uh, I know. On, Blu-ray. on a Blu-ray special it was, edition, uh, just released, I think a week or two ago, or the middle of last month. It, the last yeah, thirty I, days. It's it, and Scott, he says to me, because I I had mentioned Nomads, and he's like, well now nasty. I got I got to get Terror Vision. And I was Dude, like, you... wow. I haven't heard even someone utter the words Terror Vision. It, I can't even think of how long. And I looked yeah. it up. And I'm like, holy shit, there's a Blu-ray of it. And it just came out. How? What a dink! But you were saying The Nest? The Nest they're releasing, which has got to be the best uh, killer insect movie ever. And they, mm-hmm. they have the original VHS box art of the cockroach straddling like a half-naked woman. That's great. <laughs> uh, I mean, just just some of the shit. The Phantasm, the, the Phantasm Two, one of my first personal favorites. I mean, just and that's just the horror stuff I'm glancing through. A Shout Factory is just if you've got any uh, just love for that that kind of stuff. Shout Future World, the releasing, which is you know shit, but From Beyond Special Edition, that's been hard to find for a long time. Yep, Stepfather, Time yeah, Rider, Stepfather. Yeah, I just just. Can't say Just enough if, about if, it. If you grew up in the 80s and you uh, visited your, your video store, your VHS rental store on a regular basis, these mm-hmm. are the films you grew up with. These are the films you want to see. And I think it's very, very cool that Shout Factory, I, I, would, I would put money on it that they're also from this genre or from this um, era of films and they're also fans, which, you know, makes it even better that's why they're able to do uh the transfers as good as they do and for the most part the box art is as good as it is i wouldn't be surprised if the they live box art is as bad as it is because they couldn't get the original poster because it seems like if they can they do yeah a lot of this stuff is original box art original movie posters yeah i I bet they just couldn't get the they live one yeah i've seen very few that aren't uh and they're they're releasing shit that used to buy like on bootleg fifth generation vhs tapes back in the 80s at conventions like johnny sacco and the flying robot oh. or his flying robot i mean that that's yeah. I, that that shit used to get on grainy tapes oh i got a copy of johnny sacco <laughs> yeah now you, you can rent it now thanks to these guys uh so i mean they're yeah. they're at the top of my list they're very very cool go go to go to shoutfactory.com if you want to see what's coming out and you 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 will be uh pleased I, and their prices for their their films aren't that bad either. Uh, I think uh, Terrorvision and well, there's a double feature on that one. It's Terrorvision and another another movie. Deadly. I'll find it. Keep going. Yeah, it's a double feature. Video dead. Video dead. Right. It's a double feature. I think it's only nineteen ninety five. It's twenty bucks for both films. MSRP is twenty seven. They knocked it down like to eighteen ninety eight. So yeah, so I mean that means you could probably even find it in your 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 you know your local you know mega superstore that sells DVDs and Blu-rays, maybe even a little cheaper. Right. So I mean, and and it just got released, so you know, just a, if you wait even a little bit down the line, you might you might get bargain. You know, it might be down to ten, twelve bucks. So uh, their prices are are very good. They're very competitive right off the bat, and you know they're they're transferring these in the in the HD. Which it's not cheap, so it's very cool, very very cool. I'm gonna probably grab myself a, a copy of Crime Wave for sure. I think I should own that one. You know? Oh, definitely. I, I I've been living with the same cop DVD copy that yeah, looks uh, it looks like a grainy direct transfer from a VHS tape. So they'll no doubt they'll be remastering that before they release it. Oh, absolutely, and. I think the copy that we have isn't even an American copy. I think it's a European copy. No, that's that is correct. It's, it's a multi. It's, it's a not, different. It's not region it's not, one. No. Yeah, it's not released here, right? Uh, it might have been, but like the copy we have was. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 impossible to get. If it has been released here, when we got this copy, it wasn't released anywhere, uh, but in Europe. So that's right. why we we had to get it that way because mm-hmm. obviously we're huge fans of the film. But that's not what we're reviewing. <laughs> we're yeah. reviewing something entirely different. 
Joey, do we want to rate uh, Shout Factory on IMDb now? Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, speaking of uh, anyway, speaking of movies, Caveman. Yeah, it, it, so it's interesting that it got greenlit as far as the idea of not having any real dialogue. Uh, there's like maybe 30 or so caveman words they use throughout the film. It's very repetitive. Uh, actually, very. Uh, I, I think dumbed down would be a good word for it in some, ex- I think so. in some extent. Uh, so in, in some ways, it's great for American audience. <laughs> but it, it's, you know, it's, it's and again, it's, it's a parody, so to speak, except they're not really parodying anything specific. They're just kind of parodying a genre. Which would right. be the uh, the old Harryhausen or the old Roger Corman caveman films, you know, everything from that time period where they'd have the uh, stop motion dinosaurs fighting, and there's plenty of stop motion in this as well. Good stop motion. Yeah, yeah, uh, and um, they had said, uh, "What's his face?" Uh, uh, Carl Gottlieb, and yes. or Danforth. Danforth. Well, Danforth. He... Is- he did the stop yeah. motion, yeah, and right. he. Um, it says here on the wiki, uh, he left the film about two thirds of the way, though the work, uh, oh, through the work because the Directors Guild of America prohibited his contract on screen credit uh, co direction with Carl uh, Gottlieb. Gottlieb, yeah. Consequently, Dan Force's name does not appear in the film. So because there well, was appear- some, it appears, some it issues, appears, but- his name appears in the film, but it's like a, it's like a second special effects technician or something oh, like right. that. Uh, and so. yeah, yeah, and you, the the WGA uh, always causes issues like this. Look at look what happened with uh, uh, with. Um, well, it wasn't the WGA? It was the DGA, the director. Was the DGA director? Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Those those those. Yeah, they're all in bed those, together. So they're good. I mean, they're they're there for a reason, and they're very good. Uh, they, they're supposed to be there. I'm not anti uh, WGA, which I, I plan to belong to one day, and or the DB, <laughs> the DGA, but uh, they always cause complications like this when it comes to when when these filmmakers want to do something differently with the credits. And you, there's always examples like of this. Uh, I mean, uh, what's his name? Rodriguez. He got he lost his uh, credentials because he let uh, uh, what's his name direct a scene. Yeah, uh, uh, Frank. Frank Miller. Frank Miller, thank you. Yeah, Frank Miller, not 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 uh, content with fucking up everything else, uh, yeah. fucked that up too. Well, he gave so. him the confidence to do the spirit. He was like, "Hey, this shit's easy." It's like, "No, it's not. <laughs> you're you're working with a a a good director." <laughs> it was easy. It was. <laughs> it it but, was. It, it looked. I watched that film. I was like, "This must have been really easy to direct." But you know what you know what it is. It's like uh, sitting with a child and telling a child how to do something, and then letting them go do it. They're not going to get it right immediately. It's going to take a few times, you know. And that's what happened with Miller. Are you calling Frank Miller a child? What his directing skill? Yes. (laughs) You know he he sat with Rodriguez for what three months and 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 helped direct Sin City, and he thought. Eh, this is fucking easy. I could do this. And he did. And uh, it's pretty fucking bad. Now, I think he's also helping Rodriguez direct uh, Sin City 2, which comes out this October. Yeah, it sounds like Rodriguez has found a real partner in crime, like art-wise. Art but it, it just, again, it goes to show these kind of situations sometimes just, just break up these films because they won't give credits for the work being done. I, I, I'm sure that uh, there was probably even more animation planned before he walked off. Who knows? And the animation is a good part of the film. And if he's directing the scenes where, uh, where if he's helping to direct the scenes where the animation is taking place, then yeah, you know, maybe he, maybe, uh, and Gottlieb, it wasn't Gottlieb that said no. So maybe Gottlieb wanted him to have that credit. Yeah. Now Gottlieb, here's a guy I have hmm. mixed feelings about. Now he, he, he's did a lot of movie uh, work a lot of movie acting, a lot of movie writing, a lot of movie directing. Uh, but he he's responsible <laughs> for after Caveman. He wrote he wrote uh, 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 Doctor Detroit, which I love. And both both of these are kind of in the same vein. Oh yeah, I'm looking at his writing credits right now. But then after Doctor Detroit, he he wrote Jaws too. <laughs> no, 
And Jaws 3 T, uh, 3D. Oh, yeah, Jaws, he did two, but I'm looking at 3D. After. Yeah, it says right here, screenplay, Jaws 3D. I'm saying, I was, that's what I was talking about. Oh, not, oh, oh. Yes, he, yes, he did two as well, but it's 3D I was kind of referencing as far as what the fuck. Oh, I mean, he, now, he, was, he was the Jaws go-to guy for a little while. Hey, now, but then again, you know what, he's on... I have to. I didn't even research this that much. It's probably. I'm wondering if he just got the screenplay credit because he did characters in the first one. No, he's got screenwriting no, credit. Yeah. 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 It's it's not just. Oh, I did some stuff on that. He. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't even realize he's the original screenwriter for Jaws. Yeah. Huh. That as well. But, um, but uh, it's not just. Oh yeah, I I, I did the I wrote the characters. So my name's still in there. No, he's 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 in there as a screenwriter. <laughs> You can get your name taken off that stuff, but uh, you know, so it's mixed blessings with him. Uh, you know, he didn't do that much directing. He directed Amazon Women on the Moon, which is another knock against him. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, he, directing he wise, the, he did write the jerk. Well, again, that's what I'm saying. Mixed blessings with him. It, it's it's uh, mm-hmm. he did a lot of good stuff, and then and then it all falls apart. He directed a TV show called Campus Cops. 1995. I think he also did a couple episodes of the uh, the uh, Animal House TV show that they were that they tried out. I think it was called Alpha House. Uh, why? Yeah, that does sound familiar. Why do yeah, we... I, I actually remember watching that. I, I I actually have a memory of watching the pilot for Alpha House. The memory I have Delta is a bat- House. Delta House. Thank you. Sorry, Del- I, I should have guessed. Uh, the memory I have is a scene where uh, some like uh, officials are touring the campus and they get locked in the bathroom with bathtub gin in the Delta house. That's all I remember. That and they had to drive a motorcycle through the house. And whoever they got to do the uh, to play the uh, John Belushi character was hideous. So I'm pretty. <laughs> he, was, I'm, I'm... he was dead. <laughs> because it wasn't John Belushi. That's the problem. He's fucking dead. They didn't even try to get his brother. But anyway, I mean, but Pack the Caveman, which which was the uh, challenge to me. I mean, it's really just uh, Ringo stars an outcast caveman who forms his own tribe and eventually takes over the tribe of um, uh, Tunda. 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 And that that's there's your story. There's not much going on. It's just everything else is just excuses for sight gags. Uh, uh, you know, there's some fart humor. There's some sex humor. Yeah. The plot is razor thin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, you really you put the whole plot together in like what four words? I think it was <laughs> a sentence. Well, I mean, when you look at the, the star, I mean, now when I say star power, obviously not a lot of major stars, but your two leads are Ringo Starr and uh, uh, Jeff uh, Bridges. Not Jeff Bridges. No, Def, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, thank you. Same thing. And and watching, why, I mean, just having Jeff those two Bridges guys. Jeff Bridges is an Academy Award-winning actor. Dennis Quaid hasn't even got anywhere near that. Dennis Quaid has done some very good stuff, sir. He has done good stuff, but unless he's a junkie or mildly retarded, he's not going to get an Oscar nomination. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm just, I'm sorry. It's just, I, it, it's just I, the way it is. He's not getting I, I, Oscar noms for Dreamscape. Okay. What about inner space? Some Martin Short point. had a better chance of an Oscar for that. Wow, you're probably right. <laughs> I just rewatched DOA last week. Great movie. Probably one of the best English professor uh, poisoned goes on a rampage uh, movies ever. And he doesn't really go on a rampage, but whatever. I don't want to spoil that. No, that it was a decent adaptation of the original. Like it, 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 it was. It's it modernized it. But didn't lose any. If anything, it's a little bit too uh, repetitive with the whole. Oh yeah, now that I'm dying, I I, I understand life more. Says you're an English professor. You wouldn't never say that. <laughs> That's all <the> subtext. <laughs> I, I remember seeing that when I was if a the, kid. If if the if the kid in the film had handed handed in uh, a book that was written the way that some of the dialogue in the movie's written, the movie never would have happened. <laughs> that's that's neither here nor there. You know what I always wanted to do? Take yeah. every Dennis uh, Dennis Quaid film he's been in, mm-hmm. and just reshoot the entire film in your mind, but with Randy Quaid in the role instead. <laughs> totally different talk, films, right? Talk about two brothers that look completely different too. You couldn't have asked for for for. I mean, 
Dennis Quaid's what? Like six foot, six one. Randy Quaid's like six five. <laughs> he's just towered. He's just uh, two two brothers. That's that's a that's a case scenario of one looks like mom, one looks like dad, and who knows which one is which. <laughs> I mean, can, can you see Randy Quaid as the lead in Dreamscape or Inner Space? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Dreamscape. Totally different film, Dreamscape. Don't even change the dialogue. Still a totally different film all of a sudden. There's got to be... There has to be... <laughs> there's got to be... Um, a f- well, I don't want to say fetish. That's the wrong word. But there's got to be a thing for, say, to take the film and just take Randy Quaid's head, put it in place of Dennis Quaid's head, but mm-hmm. Dennis Quaid's mouth still moves. No, it, it, it's Randy Quaid's. It's like the way Randy Quaid as an actor or as a person yeah. carries himself and emotes. It's it, it like he changed. It, it's it's whatever character Dennis Quaid or, or or actually specifically Randy Quaid, whatever character he portrays, is instilled with Randy Quaidness. I'm just. It's like it's like Christopher Walken, a Christopher Walken character played by somebody else, isn't even the same character by a long shot. No, I understand that. So but what I'm, I'm just saying, saying is, when you inject Randy Quaid, you can't just put Randy Quaid's face on Dennis Quaid. I, I'm just saying that's the only realistic way to even get the look of what it's you're a, going for. It's a fantasy, <laughs> sir. Can I just have my fantasy without you trying to turn it some kind of production you can. value? You can. Just, just, let me, just let me, you know, relish but now, that. But now I want to see Randy Quaid's head on over Dennis Quaid's. But the only way to, to do it is if Rand, uh, Dennis Quaid's mouth still moves. So that the no, lines no. can still be delivered. All right, stop, stop, Mister CGI guy. I'm saying I want Randy Quaid saying a tukalundalana. I want Randy Quaid saying that because it's going to have a different edge to I it. I know what you want, but then why you keep going with the whole face in the mouth I, thing? I, you're, you're... Because I want to see it now, and it's the only way it's going to fucking happen. Not in my mind, <laughs> I, I can't get in your mind. Not easily, anyway. You don't. You don't want. To. <laughs> I don't want to go in there. Okay, I trust you. And then, and then uh, Shirley uh, Shirley Long's in it. Shelly Long, sorry, Shelly Long's in it. And, and this is after Cheers, right? This is before Cheers. This is before, really? When, when did Cheers start? No, this is after Cheers. Uh, Cheers, I believe. I want to say oh. was eighty. Was it? I want to say it was eighty three. Eighty two. You're right. Eighty two. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. My, my again, I have no real sense of time, so you know I, I have trouble remembering when these happen. Uh, so there you go. All right, I stand corrected. Never mind. So she wasn't really that that big of a name yet. What did she? What did she do up and up to that point? Oh, uh, nothing. Uh, SCTV. Jesus Christ! I'm looking at the cast list, and I have to actually click full cl- uh, cast and crew to get her name. No, before Caveman, she she was it's all TV stuff. She was uh, Mash, Trapper John, the crack the Cracker Factory. I, I vaguely remember that. Uh, you know, Love Boat appearance, SCTV appearances. She was on there for uh, uh, a couple a season, one or two seasons. It looks like. But yeah, nothing really. Ma- I, th- I think Caveman. It looks like Caveman's her first uh, feature role. No, a small circle of friends. She was in that first. Okay. <clears throat> But yeah, no, this is before, uh, I guess, before she struck it with Cheers, if, if that's what uh, counts as a career changer. Still, Probably does. Still, still working, huh? Of course, she's a she's a veteran actor, or actress. Mm. Actor still works. Truth so the, uh, the, the, the language in the film, what, what do we have? We have Alunda. Uh, well, the, the wiki page has some of the words. You have Alunda, <laughs> which means love. Right. Alunda. Bobo. Bobo. Bobo, friend, right, right. Haraka, which is fire. It was Araka. Matcha, which is monster. Which <laughs> That's my coincidentally favorite. is the way uh, my son says uh, monster. He goes, "I want to watch maca trucks." Okay, huh? let's watch maca trucks. Uh, well, Naya is not. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Well, n- no, Nia, not Naya. Nia. Nia. Oh, Nia. 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 Yeah, ul, ul, yeah, ul. No, no food. Right, and I, I, but I love every scene where the dinosaur comes up and starts going matcha, matcha. <laughs> it's great. It's just... 
there's a part of it that's just, just funny, even though it's not. I mean, it's, they're just using different words. The claymation's funny, of course, because they're going for cute. So, you know, they have, like, the dog, the dinosaurs barking and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh, like Shelley Long's father walking <laughs> under the dinosaur, and he's, like, rubbing him. And he's like, oh, the dinosaur is like, just all, oh. Tongue rolls out. <laughs> then he fucking hits him with a stick. <laughs> oh, now, all the, all the, all the uh, like, weird terminology, the one word that always sticks in my head throughout the film is Lar, which is Dennis Quaid's name. Mm-hmm. But only because of the way Ringo keeps saying it. Lar. 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 <laughs> he just puts this <laughs> length into it. Lar. He didn't speak in the Beatles either, so... <laughs> He's okay. He was on drums. He still he sang. He did. uh, Yeah, he did some stuff in there. Don't start with that. He he sang shit when he was on his own. That's right. That's it. Not with the Beatles. Stop and smell the roses. Best best Mm. Ringo album ever. Uh, Puka is broken. Uh Uh, is like. I I I took Puka to mean cripple, but I guess like broken is a nice way of putting it. Oh yeah, I guess so. I guess you go either way. I mean. They, they always referred to people as puka, so I assumed it being handicapped or crippled. Uh, zug zug, sex. Oh yeah, yeah zug zug. Cuda, come. Uh, <laughs> zug zug cuda. Or go, go or, or go, come or go. Yeah, I, mean, I think come. Yeah. Yeah. Doo uh, doo, shit. <laughs> well, those weren't. Uh, yeah. Kaka. Yanuda. Uh, Yanuda. Who? Yanuda. What was that uh, one? Yan- Yanuta. Yanuta. It's gone. Oh, that's only, I missed And that's all they have on the wiki page. I, I missed that one. It must have only come up once or twice. Now, on the yeah. wiki page, it's interesting. It says here, it says, As some showing, At some showings, audience were issued a translation pamphlet for 30 caveman words. The only English dialogue present is used for comedic effect when it is spoken by a caveman played by Eve... Uh, Evan Kim, who speaks modern English but is understood by none other than the characters. Uh, being a Korean caveman, by speaking English, she appears to be more advanced than the rest. At That's... her audition, Long said she did not speak any English but responded to everything with grunts. See, see that's called that's called eighties humor. Yeah. That's called where there's an Asian guy and it's funny because he speaks English and we understand him. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, get it. Barbara Barbara Bach, who who's play who plays uh, uh, Lana. Oh yeah, um, this Ringo Starr and her met on the set on the set of Caveman, and it says they married a year later. Yeah, yeah. This was now. Where they... Are they still married? Is she? Dead? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm just curious because I'm. I envision what plastic surgery looks on like on her now, judging by how she looked then. Because she is uh, a prime candidate for plastic surgery. I guarantee she had some serious work done. I don't know why, but she just looks, even then, with the high cheekbones and everything. Yeah. She just looks like she had some serious work done. uh, They're still married. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. I I have to see what she looks like. I gotta pull up a picture right now. Barbara Bach. Oh, stop. Here comes the sexist stuff. What sexist stuff? I'm just saying, she probably has some some serious work done. That's all. How, how does... I, and, 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 and Ringo Starr bagged her, so I, I guess sense of humor does count. Yeah. Like, I'm one to talk. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to apologize to everyone right now. I'm looking at a picture of her. She is growing old gracefully. She does See? not look like she, she does not look like she's had any work done. I'm very impressed. So shocked, is she, is to she, be honest, is she does she have a higher value in your mind now than Joey? <laughs> she, hey, you know what? Sexist I wish more pig. women would grow old gracefully. I'm sorry, you know you you don't need all this crazy plastic surgery. You just you don't. So cut the shit. As long as they're conforming to your view of what a woman should be, that's I guess all that matters. You can eat me. How about that? <laughs> yeah. A long, uncomfortable silence there. Yeah. She lo- no, I'm just looking at her. She looks good. 
<laughs> I'm celebrating the, the 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 female form in its uh, entirety, as 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 you want it. Okay. I I, I don't think plastic surgery is necessary. I think uh, it, it makes every, it, I'm, I think it makes everything look worse. And who are you but to that's judge? Me. Hey, you know what? You you like plastic surgery? You have at it. Well, then then why criticize? Yeah, you 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 tell. Tell some uh, the women you date. You know what? I think you need uh, cheekbones, and see what happens. Well, if she doesn't have any cheekbones, then I think it's that it might be. Uh... <laughs> if she ha- if she doesn't have any cheekbones, then maybe yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a cute film all around. There's a lot of running gags. Uh, my favorite one is uh, um, uh, Tunda's inability to throw a rock. That's a favorite one. <laughs> Which was actually on the screen right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i mean but it, like you said it's a razor thin plot it's just a humor uh a bunch of people running around in in, in caveman outfits in mexico uh saying wacky things as a kid i always loved it when they're sitting around the fire and they create music oh yeah with the hand in the fire with the old guy oh it almost sounded like the ewok song before the Ewok song happened two years later. <laughs> so that, you mean you mean it almost sounds like the song the Ewoks ripped off? That you know what? That's a better assumption. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. That is much Fuck, better. Fucking Lucas. <laughs> they fucking should have uh, sued Lucas. Fucking yeah, right. You, you, you that, stole that... our caveman song, bitch. It's even around That's a fucking it... campfire. Yeah. The song that they sing is at the end, all around uh, the fucking village and fire and come <laughs> on. And and you can you can, and you can also kind of see where they're kind of going after that uh, quest for fire thing, where they discover fire and they're discovering all this other stuff and yeah. how to cook food and but it's all done humorously and how to drug the monsters and ride them or the dinosaurs. Excuse me. Yeah, let's throw a a pumpkin on its horn so it can't now, see. Now, historically, the film's accurate because cavemen were around during the time of dinosaurs, right? Yes, they were. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the Earth is only five thousand years old, so. Yeah, so I mean, there's no problem. I <laughs> I can't even fucking commit to that. Uh, I couldn't. I can't do it with a straight face. I'm if, sorry. If, if, if they can bitch about Lincoln because because it's not historically accurate, how come they're not bitching about caveman? <laughs> I think it's a it's a good. Well, point. You know why? Because they think it's a documentary. That's true. <laughs> they this is what they show their children. See, we walked with the dinosaurs. It's plausible, except maybe for you know Ringo getting uh, or no, I guess that's plausible too. Never mind. I, I yeah, I remember as a as a kid seeing commercials for this. Um, I played one of the TV spots at the opening of the show. The right. one that's the one that's vivid in my mind is the one where they have the giant dinosaur egg, and they're all fighting over it. And they're they're running in in one direction, and it's like sped up Benny Hill style. They're running in one direction, and then it's too heavy, so they go running in the other direction, and they run in the other direction, back and forth, back and forth. That whole scene was done in a fifteen second commercial spot, or a thirty second commercial spot, and that's the part that's the commercial I remember most vividly when this film came out. Uh, and they had another one that had some of the stop motion dinosaur stuff. And of course, I'm a five-year-old. I'm like dinosaurs. I was very excited about it, and I wanted to see it so bad, but my parents never took me. I, I was excited about it now, seeing it. Dinosaurs. Yeah. Dinosaurs. <clears throat> I mean, you, you, you picked a film that I, even though it's it's a bad movie. Let's not let's not uh, uh, yeah split hairs there. It's 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 simple. It's it, Juvenile humor, it's simple humor. A lot of it's, you know, again, base body bodily function humor. Uh, there's not, there's nothing clever or sub- subtle about it. It's just, I mean, when Lar, Lar gets lost and he and he ends up in a nearby ice age. Yeah. <laughs> it, it almost feels like they did the, the whole thing just to have the the uh, peeing ice cubes joke. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like that whole setup was just for that one joke. Yeah, and then and then everything else after that was okay. Now we have to get him out of there. <laughs> but even then, it's kind of I, I love the thing where he where they find him and he's actually frozen, running from the monster. 
<laughs> I mean, that's it's 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 still funny in a way. I, you know, I, I didn't. I, I it's not like some of those films I watched as a kid where I watch now. I was like, what the hell was wrong with me? This is just asinine. I still get a kick out of it. Oh yeah, I mean, I grew up with this film. This this is one of my childhood films. It was played on HBO uh, ad nauseum, you know. So when growing up, this was probably on cable. I would probably say every other month. Easy. Oh no, yeah, I on HBO over and over again, exactly. And uh, again, I mean, it, you, we can we can make fun of it as far as being a bad film. We can talk about how simplistic the plot is. The the whole film's got thirty words of dialogue. Yeah. You know, probably less if you don't count character names. <laughs> That's true. Seriously, seriously. And 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 it 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 carries over even the one the one joke where the one guy speaks English, even he only speaks like two or three lines of English. Yeah. So, I mean, and once once the, and they don't even and it's weird, they don't even they don't even kill that joke. They play it. They play the joke once to its full effect. And they revisit it one more briefly, and that's it. He, he's not talking nonstop through the film. They, wasn't they, that they, guy, uh, the guy, the Korean guy that speaks English, wasn't he in Cannibal Run? No, he was not in Cannibal Run, sir. He, that is other, He was the other Asian character. No, I am other almost, than Jackie no. Chan. No, because actually, I just watched that last week or the week before. No, he was not. The hell was his name? Evan, Evan C. Kim. Kim. Evan Kim, Evan, no. Evan Kim. He was in Megaforce. You might be thinking about that. <laughs> oh, he was in Megaforce. <laughs> yes, he was. I could have sworn I'm, he was in uh, Cannonball Run. Double checking here, but I'm positive he wasn't because I just watched Cannonball Run. He's not in there. Or the second one? He wasn't in the second one. Yeah, I guess not. Okay. No. He, he was in Megaforce. <laughs> I was right. He was the Deadpool. He was, he was uh, Clint Eastwood's partner. He was partner the partner. Deadpool. Yeah, that's right. And he's like, oh, what do you? Th After he beats up some guy with kung fu, he's like, well, what do you think about having an Asian partner now? And Clint what he goes, good. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the whole scene. <laughs> he 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 gets uh, blown up by one of the car bombs, doesn't he? But he survives because he had a bulletproof vest on. Am I wrong about I, I that? Don't, I don't I don't remember that. <laughs> Maybe. Well, because I, I know Deadpool had those remote. It's been ages since I saw Deadpool. All I remember is remote control cars and Jim uh, Carrey. <laughs> That's all Jim I remember Carrey? from it. Yeah, he was Jim... the he was the, the the heavy metal guy that OD'd in the beginning of the film. I do not recall because he was in that Deadpool. I mean, the whole the whole thing with it was I know they that. put yeah. bets on whoever would die and would be the most famous. There would be a certain amount of points you'd and, get. And so, Deadpool. correct. And Jim right. Carrey, his character was some some famous heavy metal dude who uh, was given a, a crazy dose. I no, I don't. Re Again, all I remember is remote oh, really? control. You should cars. revisit it. Yeah, all I remember is remote control cars with with explosives on them. The Asian sidekick with a bulletproof vest and uh, Guns and Roses uh, doing a walk on, holding a harpoon gun. That's, <laughs> that's all I remember. That film. I think that's all that that's worth remembering of the film. I could be wrong. I th I'd have to revisit yeah. it. And Jim Carrey was he was doing uh, Welcome to the Jungle, which is a Guns N' Roses song. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall that part. Yeah. Oh really? That's no. cool. No, I'm lying. It's interesting. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gave Baskimies. No, yes, I don't remember him in that. You sure you don't saying. remember? <laughs> I don't know. Well, actually, I do remember. No. Oh, okay, cool. But no, Evan Kim was not in, in you. You again, you you racist bastard. Nah. <laughs> are, are you saying that I'm saying that they all look alike? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying you think they all look alike because you think he looks like the Asian guy in. Uh, Cannibal in, in Run. Cannibal Run too, in Cannibal Run. And by the way, I think it's also funny that they're not, in the film they're Korean, and that's why Jackie Chan was very pissed when he found out that he was playing Korean, because uh -oh. you know he's Japanese. <laughs> Chinese, Chinese, Chinese. Sorry, Chinese. Chinese. And I just thank you. And I just you know, just proved my own point, so I should shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh huh. They're not even speaking Korean in the film. That's what's even funnier. Like, Jackie Chan's speaking Chinese. Yeah. He's not speaking Korean. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, they're Korean. American audiences don't fuck, don't know. It's like, yeah, you're right. We don't. <laughs> I we didn't really realize don't. they were... I never realized they were Korean until I just watched it again a couple weeks ago. So, oh, they're supposed to be Korean. That's funny. 
For years, I thought they were Chinese. From when I watched it, no one pays attention to that shit. Where's, where's Burt Reynolds? When's he going to laugh again? That's all we're watching for. When's he going to smack Dom DeLuise? <laughs> there, there's a huge glaring error in that film, by the way, that I must point out. Okay. In the beginning of the, in the beginning of the, and I'm going off sidetrack, but you know we've said our piece for Caveman. So I, I'm just I gonna, think we're done with Caveman. <clears throat> I think we're gonna dive right into this. In Cannonball Run, the opening shows that to start the race, they use the punch clock to mark their time when they leave. Okay. Right? Yeah. Then in order to win the race, you punch back in again or punch out again, and then it how how long it took you to race. Is, is your time, and you win by having the shortest time. It's not a whole line where everyone starts at once. Okay? Gotcha. Follow, you follow me, right? I haven't seen it in a long time, but I do follow you. At the end of the film, it's a madcap race for them all to try to get to the finish line. Oh. And, and, Clint, and, spoiler alert, Clint Eastwood and Dom DeLuise lose because Dom DeLuise stops at the last minute to save a drowning dog, and so the the hot chick wins. Uh, uh, did you, Barbo- did you just say oh. you just said Clint Eastwood and Dom DeLuise. Did I? I meant Bruce Bruce uh, <laughs> Bruce Wayne, <laughs> Bruce Willis, Burt Reynolds. Reynolds, thank you. Okay, that's, that's what I said. But uh, Adrian Barbeau, she Clint wins Eastwood. the race. I, I would Shut see up. Clint Eastwood and Dom DeLuise. <laughs> you know what? I remembered Adrian Barbeau's name, so I think I deserve credit for that. Okay, and this, and I think I'm not. Is that before or after Swamp Thing? I think it's uh, before Swamp Thing. Ooh, it's. You know what? But Swamp Thing was eighty. I think it's before. I, it I, is before I, Swamp Thing. But so you see my point. It starts off with okay, this is a timed race, punch in, punch out, and at the end they just abandon that and say, okay, first person over the finish line wins. That's not how the show. That's how how the race works. So I, I call. I call shenanigans on that, sir. Shenanigans. Everything else in the film, completely accurate and logical. But that doesn't work. I gotta revisit Swamp Thing. I haven't seen that in a long... That's another film like this that was on cable every other month. And I watched I it probably a thousand times. I don't have that on my uh, on my uh, hard drive. I, re- I think I need to get that. I, 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 need to, I, need to, I need to look and see if it's available. Um... One of, the, one of the most vivid scenes as a kid was when his arm gets cut off and he's raising it to the sunlight, growing another that, that arm. Little, that little stick arm comes out. With yeah. The, look at the figures. <laughs> I remember that so vivid as a kid, thinking, holy shit, he's growing an arm. <laughs> Shouldn't this take a few weeks? <laughs> he's a fucking plant. You know, the, the thing with Swamp Thing was, I mean, at the time, again and again, Hollywood f- took forever to figure out how to do a superhero film. Right? Yeah. And, and I got to stop saying right because I, I am right, obviously. So why am I asking you? And. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I'm lapsing into the, in these these horrible, uh, like, like, you know, like, you know. Yeah, totally. So I, well, I'm, I'm very stressed. That's why I'm doing it. But for the time, taking a comic book and turning it into a movie, that movie is faithfully. I mean, it's it's not very well written, but it's faithfully dark to the Alan Moore comic books. And as a kid watching the Swamp Thing movie, there's a lot of death. And not just death, there's a lot of, like, sad graphic death. Like that one there's dude lot- from, uh, and it bothers me that I can't remember his name, but he was the uh, last house on the left. I mean, he gets his head That's- crushed yeah. by, this, by Swamp he- Thing. And it's not just crushed. Like, you see the blood coming down his face. Well, you see his face. He's like, Arr! he's making this, like, face. <laughs> And then the blood drenched down, and then you see his legs twitching. <laughs> yeah, and that movie's it's rated brutal. PG. Everyone, parental yeah. guidance. Everybody gets killed in that, and it's, it's all it's. Yeah, yeah, it's not the kind of it's not like a GI Joe kill where it's like, okay, the bad guys are no, they're killing people you just got learned to know and like. And as a kid, it's like, oh wow, this is a dark movie. Yeah, and, and it's strange that dirt, uh, Swamp Thing Two just dropped the ball in all of that. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, with. Uh... God, Swamp Thing 2, and had Heather Locklear in there, and that got spun off into a TV show on USA. Oh, I remember shit, watching I remember that. that. Yeah, I remember Swamp watching Thing, that. Swamp Thing 2, I remember the thing with that was uh, Swamp Thing. Uh, they took the, they got the costume, the original costume. Was it called uh, Return of Swamp Thing? Was that the official name? I, I don't remember. I, I think so. But uh, the, the people that made not it wasn't the costume from the first movie, but they made the people that made the costume. 
I think it might have been KNBF, KNBFX because they were big at that time period. They were just coming out as the major special effects team. And they made this suit, suit and then they, they gave it to the production crew and said, okay, so we're going to come along with you and maintain the suit. Like, no, 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 we'll just take the suit. Like, no, no, you need us there. <laughs> yeah. No, we're fine. So they took the suit and they just like destroyed it. They were like putting it, they were dumping it like in, in the the, uh, the swamp and then leaving it out to get mildewy and they just like just destroyed it. And they were they were pissed off. It's like, you know, we, we should have been there with the suit. Because yeah. you don't just, it's not, it's not a piece of clothing, you know. This is a very in- intricate costume that you're putting on this guy. Yeah, it is the return of Swamp Thing. <laughs> you know what? And I'm looking at the movie poster, and there's Heather Locklear on the cover, uh, going ah, like, but like happy. And it's you know what? That shouldn't be on the cover of my movie poster. I'm sorry. It, that, it, that's a that's a boardroom movie too. Yeah. That's the one where you, you can see the board, the, the 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 nice teak mahogany desk, and yeah. them sitting around going, okay. What did the first film have? It had a hot model. Okay, we need to get a hot model for this. It had the, the the funny kid in it. Great, we need two funny kids. We'll double up on that. What else did it have? Guys in green army uniforms running around. Done. <laughs> it's just there's nothing to it except let's just copy as many elements as we can from the first, and then at some point we're going to put a story in there. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yep. so caveman. Uh, caveman. You know, it, it's just a. Uh, it's an element of its time. If they've made Caveman too, well, they did make Caveman, didn't they? One million BC, not William, well, not one million BC. What was the one with Jack Black called? That was just called uh, BC uh, or no, one. That was no. It was called Year One. Year One, right? That's yeah. pretty much what Caveman is, right? Except with in English. Right, but and it's not Caveman because it's in Roman times, I guess, because it's Year One. I guess. So. So I don't really think my analogy works at all. If they'd made Caveman now, it'd be a totally different animal. Maybe it'd be better. I don't know. But it's definitely a product of its time. Yes, it is. Right down to, you know, popular musician of the time. And uh, I don't even know. How, was, was Barbara Bach big back then around that time period? Uh, yeah. Yeah. She was, she was, I mean, not huge, but she was known. Okay. Well, I guess definitely that makes sense. Known. Louis Jordan, Swamp Thing. Oh, he was in both. I didn't even know that. Was he? Uh, Louis Jordan played Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, he he was Doctor Anton Arcane. Uh-huh. Um. No, what am I talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about. I, what are you talking about? I don't know. The same guy in both films, is it? No. Who who's the fucking guy that played Swamp Thing? Dick DeRock. Fucking Christ. He, he, he said Dick. Dick. So, um, Caveman, oh, as far as he was, out- he was in both films anyway. So, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Caveman, five stars? Yeah. It's, it, what is, it's currently 5.3 on IMDb, and it's pretty accurate. I, I would yeah. definitely say 5. It's average. It's, it, it's, it's good entertainment, but a bad movie, which yeah. you, can, you can be both. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. 91 and, and minutes. That's, it's long. My, my, my favorite part of the movie is, is the uh, claymation Ringo Starr riding the dinosaur. Oh. <laughs> I think that's... I think they did that after the guy walked off set. <laughs> yeah. Can you make a Ringo Starr clay thing? Uh, sure. I'm craft services, you know. <laughs> I can make it it's, out of cheese. You just got promoted and you're still not getting a raise. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Now, I need to give you a, a, um, a, a movie challenge. You do? Yes. Now, my, my instinct, we talked about this earlier. We did, and and my instinct is to go with uh, oh, what's his name? What's the actor's name? The, Tunda, guy that plays Tunda. Oh, the, uh, John Mazurik, is it Mazurik? Right. Yeah, jo- Mazurik. Um, Matusak, Matusik, Matusik. Mm. He played Sloth. He played Sloth in the Goonies film. Correct. Got to play Sloth in the Goonies film, right? 
Um, and he played. He was a football player. He was with the Chicago Bears for a while. No, I'm sorry. Right. The uh, the the uh, the Raiders. He was with the Oakland sure. Raiders. Here's what fucking football team it was. He was he played football. I want to get it right. <laughs> I I appreciate that. But I, you know I don't care what. Uh, but any, anyway, he was also in a film that I, I had talked about. We talked about earlier as well, called Ice Pirates. He was. Which is the same time frame. Yeah, um, two years later. Three. Yeah. Uh, Ice Pirates is 84. Three years mid-80, later. Well, mid-80s. It's still time, same time frame as far as mid-80s. Yep. It's, it's back to the space movies, which we just did like three in a row. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Because you were, you were expecting me to challenge Ice Pirates to you last week. Right. And, and then I, I kind of hinted to you. Instead. And I kind of hinted to you that I was going to challenge you to Spice, 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 Space Pirates. Ice that Pirates. Ice Pirates, exactly. Uh, Spice Pirates, that's Dune, right? Yeah. But what I'm going to do instead is challenge you the Jaws 3D. What? I have to see if I can find a 3D copy with the old red and blue glasses. Ooh, that'd be great. That's a good idea. You know what? If I can find a copy online in 3D, we can have everyone watch in 3D while we do the show, too. Everybody that watches uh, the podcast next week has to wear the 3D glasses. If we do that, we have to promote it ahead of time. So That's people right. Actually... So we're going to have to get all these glasses out to 7-Elevens, you know, like they used to do back in the 80s. Oh, I'm not saying supply the glasses. <laughs> I'm joking. Holy shit. I'm, I'm not going to supply anyone glasses. Joking Go to your too. local party city. You can find them. I'm joking, too. Um, yeah. Everybody wearing, like, the clear ones? It's not working. What's he talking about? <laughs> I turned the thing on. It's still not doing anything. Uh, I will look this evening or tomorrow to see if we can find a copy of Jaws 3 in 3D to uh, show next week. I'm out of focus. uh, Oh, you're okay. And uh, I'll make sure to find all the time stamps of where all the the 3D parts are so we can show them during the show, too. Now, was it... It wasn't nonstop 3D. It was only for certain parts. It was. Um, I think it was only certain parts. I think they. they I think they gave people, uh, like a sign of uh, or something would tell them. Okay, time to put glasses on now, or they got a pamphlet or a book or something, um, or they just wore them the whole time. You know, uh, I'm not exactly sure. I hope hmm. I can find a copy in 3D. I think that'd be fun. Now, and and I have two ways I can link it. I can either link it through Gottlieb, or as my original thought was, link it through Dennis Quaid. And he's in both. Right, well, that's that's the point. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And now, and and again, as you're watching Jaws 3D in your mind, imagine if Randy Quaid had starred in Jaws 3D. <laughs> Wholly different film. So now you've opened up a whole can of worms for me as far as what I can challenge you to, and. All I'm going to say is, Lou Gatson. Lou Gatson. He's got some real winners. <laughs> Lou Gatson. And then you Lou have, like, Gatson. I mean, the Jaws franchise. You could, you could go with oh, they're, anything. They're, it's almost infinite. Pick, pick, infinite. Pick, a horror, pick a horror film that ripped off Jaws, and you've got, a, you've got an in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Jaws 3D is the next one. And we'll do that. <sighs> At first, I was not happy, but if I can find a 3D copy, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It could have been worse. It could have been Jaws: The Revenge. Uh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Michael Caine. Were you the one that told me that, Michael Caine? Yeah. <laughs> if everyone out there, if you want to say. Uh, Michael Caine, uh, his name in his proper tongue, all you got to do is say, my cocaine, but say it in a normal tone and voice. Michael Caine. There you go. That's how Michael Caine sounds like saying Michael Caine. That's right. Michael Caine. Now, speaking of which, I just got tested this week, and I am now finally getting glasses. Now, uh, your eyes have kind of uh, gotten a little worse over the years, or how bad is it? I don't know if you've always... I've never had my eyes tested the way I did uh, this past uh, yesterday. 
where they put the thing in front of you and they do everything. All I've ever had was cover one eye and read the, the, the board on the wall. I've never had okay. a real optometrist look at my eyes and, and measure things. And, and you know, that, that, the, the thing like the one better, two better. Yeah. Never had that. Yesterday was the first time I've ever had that. And I take it it's also the first time you've had air blown in your eyes. How was that? Uh, they didn't do the air blowing thing. Really? Yeah, they did the dye and they did everything else. But what I'm getting at, just not to bore mm. our movie-related listeners, is that now that I'm, I'm shopping for frames, I was like, I'm, I was like trying out the Michael Caine size frames, like the like the Blame It on Rio 1980s big ones. <laughs> I was like, can I pull up a Michael Caine glasses? I'm not sure. But they sell them, and, and, and so I'm looking at that. So next episode, I should have glasses on while we're recording for all you yeah, people watching wow. the uh, video yeah, get version. Get quick. You're going to have 3D glasses next episode, so you're going to fuck up your eyes even more. That's right. I'm going to have to wear my contacts for next week's episode because I hate putting glasses on top of glasses. I will I will not be wearing contacts. Thank you. Hmm. Period. No. I, I draw the line at sticking shit in my eyes. That's just me. That's okay. That's all right. I'm you not. don't have to do it. Best way I can describe contacts is just pieces you of plastic see, you, yeah. in your eyes. You, you you see the world so differently. It's you have twenty twenty vision when you wear them. Glasses. It's an apparatus on your face. You look around. You can tell. Contacts. It's 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 awesome. I've been living it, in a. I've been living glass free for forty years. I don't care. I, I'm right. I, I want the affectation now. I want a peak contraption on my face. I want to. I, I feel so adult now. I'm going to have, you know, I can do the over the eye thing. <laughs> no bifocals yet. Damn. Damn. Soon though. Soon. 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 soon, soon, soon. I got bifocals. And now Thomas is telling me, oh, they have it now where they can do it where you can't even tell their bifocals. It's like fuck that. I want the big bevel in the glasses so you can tell that I'm looking at important shit. <laughs> that says I'm a man of that's that says I, I'm not fucking around. If there's something down there, I want to see it without having to go. That's a vanity thing too. I mean, to not have the line in there, a lot of people yeah. you, it costs a lot more to make to get rid of that line. Why? And people fucking pay it. Why? Why? What's the vanity? What you don't you don't want to look like you need glasses? You don't want to look like you need bifocals, which ultimately people thinks uh, make you look older. Oh God forbid! I look old. Older. People need bifocals, not me. I'm only thirty nine. God forbid you 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 survive long enough to have to need uh, a different prescription for the looking down. Fuck, right. people are fucking stupid. But this is not into the purview of films. So let's back up. Um, That's for yeah, our just next 3D, podcast. Uh, just what? That's for our next podcast. Exactly. So to to, to summarize, everyone. Uh, for this episode, uh, Caveman good but bad. Jaws mm -hmm. 3D probably gonna be bad but good. <laughs> Especially if I can get it in 3D. Oh, be, oh, that'd be so awesome! You get it in 3D. I we know. have to find that. I'm gonna try. Yes. Uh, so other than that, are we done? We're done. Nice short episode. You know, no more, no two and a half hour ones these days. We're kind of keeping it a little shorter and sweeter. Until we uh, we change the format, which is forthcoming. Um, yes, I still don't think we'll do a two and a half hour show, uh, but I do think we're gonna have a lot more, uh, a lot more to offer, other than our film review. Uh, right now, we're just really sticking to the film review, and that's why we're doing the shorter episodes. But once we uh, once we redo the format, we're gonna have a lot more meat. So it'll it'll be good. It'll I be agree. Y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gonna get some new commercials in there. Those are those are happening. <sighs> Gonna take a break once in a while instead of doing like an hour straight, two hours straight. <laughs> Talk about getting old, wimp. No, I, I, well, it, it's a good it's a it's a good break for the listener too. That's the thing. Not just Wait, us. saying they get they get tired of us quickly. I don't want to. No, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> Anyway, play that music, sir. All right, here we go. Uh, episode 106. Thank you for joining us for Caveman. Uh, we are uh, 
we, like I said, we're going to have a format change soon. But in the meantime, you can go to our website at moviesucktastic.com and you can download our episodes there and watch the live stream from the site as well. If you don't want to do that, you can go to livestream.com forward slash moviesucktastic and you can do it there. You can go to iTunes and you can download our episodes and review them. We would like you to do that. Um, we don't get enough of those. We do get them, but we want more. You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. You can email us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. Um, oh, go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash moviesucktastic. Is the music blaring? Is it too loud for you? What? Is the music too loud? What? What a pussy. I'm okay. Is that better? What's up? <laughs> Do you have anything to add before we go? A tukalunda. <laughs> A tukalunda. A tukalunda. Joe Alunda Scott. Bobo. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>